Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to the Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor Study. I turned 60 years old a couple months ago, but I must say that in my life, I don't remember America going downhill morally in one year as much as we have this past year. It started more than a year ago when the president put homosexuals into the military, and then the president comes out for homosexual marriage, and now we have homosexual marriage in Minnesota. And then the president goes to Planned Parenthood, the biggest abortion provider in America, and at their rally says, God bless you to Planned Parenthood that kills more babies than any other group in the United States. And then Colorado and Washington states pass recreational marijuana, and the federal government has decided not to enforce the uh, marijuana laws on those states. And now we're going to have women in military battle. I mean, how's that going to work? I mean, we look at these things, and I don't remember America ever going downhill like it has in the last year. Well, what happened to America? I read an article this week, and they asked four pastors, what happened? And here basically is what they came up with. Number one, the sexual revolution of the 60s. Number two, the aggressive atheism of Darwinism, especially in our schools. Number three, and this is big, the corrosive influence of the liberal media. And number four, this is big, the rise of liberal theology in the churches. That's how we got here. So the question is, what do we do? What do we need to do to turn America around? Well, we're going to study today the threefold cure for America from the scriptures. We're going to look at a very famous Old Testament verse. Would you take out your Bible? Turn in the Old Testament to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and let's pray before we begin. Lord, we have killed 55 million babies since 1973. Now we have homosexual marriages in a, in a number of states. America is the biggest pornography provider for the world. Uh, fornication, premarital sex, just, Lord, we're, we're in trouble. And we would pray, Lord, that you'd somehow turn our nation around and back to you. And, Lord, teach us how that is done now. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Chronicles chapter 7, let me set this story up. It's about 1000 B.C. King Solomon has just built this beautiful temple for God, and God appears to Solomon in a vision. And here's what he says. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13, God says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, 
or send pestilence, that means disease, among my peoples. Let's stop there. Did you catch that? Did you hear what God said to Solomon? When I send, does God send pestilence on people? Does God send locusts to devour our crops? Let's read it again. Um, when I shut up the heavens, when I command locusts to devour, when I send pestilence among my people, God is doing all that. So here's the first lesson today. Some Christians don't believe it, but it's in the Word of God. Here's the lesson. God causes disaster. And if you don't believe that, listen to these verses. Amos chapter 3, verse 6. Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? Isaiah 45. I form light and I create darkness, says the Lord. I make well-being and I create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. And in Exodus 4, Moses is before the burning bush and God says to Moses, Who makes man's mouth? Who makes man mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now some Christians say, oh, no, no, all disease is from the devil. Uh, no, who is it that hit Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone? The Lord did that. Who is it that hit Pharaoh with all the plagues? The Lord did that. And um, let me say something that a lot of you aren't going to believe, but years ago, when 9-11 hit, who did that to our nation? I am willing to say the Lord did that. And you may say, no, no, it was the evil Muslim extremists that did that. Well, that's true too, but follow this. In the Old Testament, when the Jews would go after idols, God would bring in the Assyrians to attack. And then the Jews would repent and they'd believe in the one true God again. But then they'd start going after Baal and Asherah and God would bring in the Babylonians to attack. You know, I was talking with someone about all this and they said, well, no, we bring this on ourselves. And that's true. By our sin, America is bringing this on ourselves. But my point is, God also is bringing it upon our, ourselves. And believe it or not, that's a comfort for me. I mean, when I'm sick, I'd rather believe that God is somehow using this sickness for my good, Romans 8.28, than to think the devil or chance are running the universe. That's no comfort to me. <laughs> my point is, God not only allows disaster, he causes disaster. How else do we interpret Amos 3, which says, if disaster comes to a city, has not the Lord done it? And let, let me say this, Christian friends, America deserves a lot more than we've gotten so far. I am amazed we haven't had more 9-11s in our nation. Let me just say this again. Every fourth baby in America we kill. There have been 55 million abortions in America since 1973. Uh, we have, you can't turn on the TV without hearing, oh my God, repeatedly, like it's nothing to take the Lord's name in vain. Again, America is the greatest provider of pornography worldwide. My point is this, when judgment comes to America, in whatever form that may take, it won't be the devil, it won't be coincidence, it will be the Lord 
Now let's look at this famous verse from 2 Chronicles chapter 9, God talking to Solomon. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's an important verse because that is the threefold cure for America. If America will do verse 14, there's hope. If we won't do verse 14, there's no hope. So let me show you the three things that have to happen if America is to turn around. Number one, it says, if my people, notice that, the first step in turning America around is not the government, not the pornographers, not the abortionists, God's people must repent. The church has to repent. So let me ask you this. If my people humble themselves, the church has to humble itself. Are you living a humble life before the Lord? Do you know why God used Moses so much? No, Numbers 12 says, now Moses was the most humble man on the face of the earth. God uses humble people. And if America is to turn around, you and I as individual Christians need to leave humble lives. There's another verse where in Micah 6, famous verse, what does the Lord require of you but to walk humbly with your God? I will say this, the American church is a very proud church. On the one hand, you have the liberal Protestant denominations like the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, the Episcopal Church in America, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. They don't care that they're violating scripture by promoting abortion rights, by promoting homosexuality. That's pride. On the other hand, you have the prosperity churches that use the Bible for getting how to get health and wealth through the Bible. And it's all me, 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 me. That is pride. And we're not going to have America saved until the church humbles itself. I saw a quiz. Test yourself to see if you're humble. You are proud if you focus on the failures of others. You are broken if you're overwhelmed with the sense of your own sinfulness. You are proud if you maintain control, must be my way. You are broken if you surrender control. You are proud if you claim your rights. You are humble if you yield your rights. You are proud if you're driven to be recognized. You are broken if you are thrilled to be used by God at all. You are proud if you feel confident of how much you know. You are humble if you know how much you have to learn. The first step in turning America around, it's not the president, it's not the abortionists, it's not the pornographers. The church needs to humble itself. The second step in turning America around, it says again, Second Chronicles chapter 7, If my people humble themselves and pray and seek my face. This, first we've got to humble ourselves. Second thing we have to do, we have to pray. <laughs> You know, some of you watching this program fought in a war for America. Will you fight in this war for America through prayer? I remember years ago in college, I was in a Bible study and had a headache, and I said to the, one of these really spiritual women in my Bible study, I said, her name was Billy, Billy, 
do you have an aspirin? I've got a headache. She said, Tom, did you pray? <laughs> and I remember just thinking, didn't even think of praying. And now when I get sick, I pray. You know, why is it we think prayer is the last thing we do? It should be the first thing we do. Why is it we think what's going to turn America around is political maneuvering? No, what's going to turn America around is prayer. There's a story that a big cruise ship is in the middle of the ocean. These black cloud, storm clouds are coming near the ship. A woman runs up to the captain. Captain, do you see that storm coming? Yes, madam. Well, do you think we'll make it? And the captain says, well, madam, we can only pray. And she said, oh, it's come to that? <laughs> Again, like the last thing we do is pray? No, the, number one, the church needs to humble itself. But number two, then the church needs to pray. We need to get prayer meetings back in our church. Do you have a prayer meeting in your church? A lot of churches don't even have one prayer meeting a week. We need to get prayer back in the church. I've told this story before, but let me tell it again. I served Hope Lutheran Church for 29 years in Minneapolis, and this, this is one of the neatest things that ever happened there. We had an elderly organist by the name of Helen. Helen was, was very Lutheran. She didn't like the charismatic movement much, so she was real down-to-earth, very Lutheran. She played the organ for us. She was very much into doing the liturgy just so. Something for like 30 years, on Saturday morning, the men of the church would pray at the altar while Helen up in the choir loft quietly pay, played the organ while we prayed. It was very nice. Then we'd all go downstairs and Helen would join us for coffee and donuts. One Saturday morning, I came out by myself and knelt for about five minutes, and then these guys came out and joined me. We all went down for coffee. Helen says to me, Tom, who was the man in the long white robe that knelt next to you when you came out alone? I said, Helen, there was nobody in a white robe. Well, yeah, when you came out by yourself, I, this man came out in a long robe and knelt right next to you. Who was that? Is there a play tomorrow or something in a costume? I said, Helen, there's no costume, there's no play. There wasn't anybody in a white robe. And she was so insistent. Finally, I said, I don't know, Helen. Maybe it was an angel. And Helen says, no, this was real. <laughs> About a week later, she came back and she says to me, I don't think it was an angel. I think it was the Lord because his hair was real long in the back. You know the reason I believe that story? It happened to Helen, who, <laughs> to my knowledge, never had visions. You know? and, and you know why I tell you that story? When does Jesus show up? When we pray. So if you don't have a prayer meeting, a regular prayer meeting at your church where you pray for America, time to start a prayer meeting at your church. What will turn America around is when the church humbles itself, the church prays, and we're going to see now the third step in curing America. Second Chronicles verse seven, chapter 7, verse 14. And if they turn from their wicked ways. Third step in turning America around, the church must repent. They turn. I, I can't tell you how troubling it is now that we have homosexual marriage in Minnesota. Do you know why we have homosexual marriage in Minnesota? Here's my opinion. The Catholic Church, God bless them, took a stand against that. But the second largest 
denomination in the state of Minnesota is the ELCA Lutheran Church. They refused to take a stand. In, in fact, some bishops took a stand in the wrong direction. I think that's why we have homosexual marriage in Minnesota, because of the church. Well, let me share a few areas where maybe you personally need to repent. Let me ask you this. Do you rarely read your Bible? I think that's a sin. You need to start reading your Bible regularly. Do you have pornography in your house? You need to get rid of that. Men, you maybe need to put a filter on your computer, but as a Christian, are you keeping pornography in your house? Are you bitter? Are you angry and bitter against a family member or a child or a work partner? Uh, are you harboring bitterness? You need to repent. Are you stingy with your money? You rarely give God. Do you not tithe at all? And then you rarely give any kind of offerings to the Lord. That's a sin. And hear this. The word repent does not mean to be sorry. It means to stop. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to hear the alarm clock go off at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's another thing to get out of bed. Being a repentant doesn't just mean you're sorry. It means you get out of bed. You do something. I mean, for instance, Muggsy at the state penitentiary is real sorry he got caught with his fingers on the till. Not sorry he did it. He's sorry he got caught. Um, Joe Casanova is real sorry that his wife caught him with another woman. Not sorry he did it. Sorry he got caught. Just being sorry is not repentance. Here's what true repentance is. God, I am so sorry that I want to stop. I want to repent. Help me, Lord. And, and Lord, you know, you know the Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. And, and so have you ever prayed this after you've sinned? Lord, n Lord, forgive me that I hurt you. I grieved you. That's what repentance is. If you will, number one, humble yourself, number two, pray, and number three, not just feel sorry, but actually repent, get some help to turn around, then here's some good news in verse 14. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The good news is God can heal America even now. You know, you know uh, my belief is, however, that will take an act of God, because America has become so wicked, premarital sex everywhere, 55 million abortions, divorce everywhere, violence and gun shooting in the schools, and now we have gay marriage. I mean, list of, it will take an act of God to turn America around. So can I ask you something to do something kind of difficult? Here's what I'd ask you to do. If you've never prayed this, start praying it. Lord, do whatever you have to to turn America around. I don't know what that will mean. A plague? A bomb? I mean, there's only one time that I have seen a big picture of people on their knees in church on the front of the Star Tribune newspaper, and that was the day after 9-11. Let me say it one more time. What will turn America around? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, the church, will humble themselves and pray and repent, 
then I will heal their land. Let me just close with this. I had some friends over to my house. I have a Tiffany lamp, not a real one. Those are worth gazillions, but a, a fake Tiffany lamp, but it cost me enough. And their little boy knocked my lamp over, broke it. <laughs> you should have seen the look on his face when my lamp broke. It was, I mean, he was so horrified by what he'd done. There was no way I could yell at him. And I said, oh, Alex, that's okay. That's okay. It's not a big deal. That's okay. And here's my point. God doesn't want to show us his wrath. He wants to show us his mercy. But he can't do that unless we are broken before him. So start praying, Lord God, help America repent, pray, get the church back on track so that you can show us your mercy and not your wrath. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with him. Pastor Brock, in light of what you've just preached on, I guess my first question for you today would be, can a nation come to the place of no return where it can no longer repent and judgment is going to come for sure? I don't want to be doom and gloom, Jackie, but America is in trouble. You know, uh, we have killed something like 55 million unborn babies. America is the provider for hardcore pornography worldwide. Almost all of it comes out of Southern California. Now we've got gay marriage in what is it, 13 states, including Minnesota. I mean, God can turn us around. I don't think we can turn us around. And if there isn't some movement of the Holy Spirit in the churches and in the nation, I think we're going over the cliff. I hope I'm wrong, Jackie. I don't see any evidence that America's turning around. So. We need to pray. We need to have prayer groups in our churches praying for our nation, and we're in trouble. Okay. Pastor Brock, um, some people say they don't believe they're in a judgmental God. They, God is loving, and that's mm -hmm. how they want to think of him. How would you respond to a person like that? Well, we've talked, the sermon is pretty judgmental, and let me say this. God is love. The Bible, First John says God is love, and hallelujah, his main attribute toward us is love. So that's wonderful. The Bible also teaches if you reject him and his love, then you get judgment. And if you think Jesus is just about love, period, then you've got to hear what he says from Matthew chapter, what is it, 26? He says to those who've rejected him, depart from me, you evildoers, to the eternal uh, fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Jesus is sending people to hell in Matthew 26. You've also got... Uh, um, Jesus said, "Better if your eye causes you to stumble, cut it out. Better to have go into heaven with one eye than to go into hell with two eyes. So I think Jesus teaches both. God is loving, but if you reject him and his love, you get judgment. Um, some people have a hard time believing things like, well, let's go way back, 9-11, mm -hmm. being from God. How do you know when a disaster is from God and when it isn't? Or are all disasters Well, from God? I believe, is it Micah 6? I, I should have written the verse down. Google the verse. If disaster comes upon a city, has not the Lord done it? 
which means God is in control of everything, including disasters. People, I got some pretty hot phone calls when I said on this show many years ago, I thought 9-11 was God's judgment on America. My loving God doesn't do anything like that. And I'm thinking, have you read the Bible? Have you read about the flood? Have you read about fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah? Have you read about the plagues on, on Pharaoh? Have you read about, in the New Testament, uh, King Herod getting smitten by the angel of the Lord? Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's Old and New Testament teaching that God still punishes sin. So, and, and so your question was, how do you know what's from God? Ultimately, everything's from God. He controls everything. And, uh, but Jackie, can I reminisce here? Remember a few years ago when the ELCA Lutheran Church voted to ordain practicing homosexuals? That's when everybody should have left the ELCA, but they didn't. But Jackie, listen to this, everybody. We've talked about this before, but it's been a few years. Three o'clock in the afternoon, meeting in the convention center in downtown Minneapolis, the ELCA Lutheran Church is going to start its discussion on the awful new sex statement. Out of nowhere, a tornado comes, rips part of the roof off of the convention. Across the street is liberal Central Lutheran Church, where they were hosting the gay lobby that week that was going to work the convention. A tornado comes, not only takes part of the roof off, it then turns the big iron cross of Central Lutheran upside down, the tornado does. It hung there for months while they were trying to fix it. And nevertheless, they had to, they had to, withhold, they had to stop the convention for a moment. Some pastor got up and said, ha ha, I hope the, ju- the, we- the weather isn't God's judgment on what we're doing here. Well, I think it was. And then Jackie, nevertheless, they voted in the gay pastor's things by 66.6%. Now, was that a coincidence? I don't think so. So there you go. (laughs) Um, You know, disasters, though, it it just seems like they're getting worse. And they're so widespread. I mean, we've just had typhoons that have killed millions of people. And, you know, it's hard for people to understand how a loving God Mm -hmm. allows this to happen. Right. And, you know, my response is... This is weird. Because he's a loving God, he allows those things to happen. And, and I, I, I'm a Lutheran, but I saw a Catholic priest being interviewed in the Philippines about all the deaths. And he, and he said, and I'm sure the liberal press didn't like it, but he said, well, God allows this suffering because it's when we're suffering that we're close to God. And you know, Jackie, because God loves us, he sends us to disasters to get us away from the world and back to himself. So. We only have 20 seconds okay. left, Pastor Brock, and I think we're going to have to just thank our audience for being with us. Um, we'd like you to check out our website. It's uh, on our screen at the end of the program. Uh, you can get all of our programs and find out what's happening. God bless until we're together again next time. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.